Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today and want to give a very warm welcome to Magnus Unemeyer, who is joining us to discuss his over 20 years of experience in working in marketing automation. Magnus is a marketing automation and artificial intelligence consultant, author, and speaker. He has, in fact, written five books on marketing automation, artificial intelligence, and entrepreneurship. Based in Sweden, he works internationally and has given talks around the world on software development and digital marketing. His experience includes senior positions in the global software arena, including vice president of sales and marketing and software developer. Magnus has created leading edge marketing strategies using some of the world's most advanced marketing automation tools, which can dramatically increase the capacity of small and mid-sized businesses to establish a global brand presence, increase leads and conversions, and dramatically amplify their marketing efforts. His knowledge and experience in software development, marketing automation, and AI places him in a very unique position to assist other companies in using these tools to improve customer interactions and grow revenue. Today, we're going to talk about how to automate your sales and business processes using marketing automation. We'll learn what has worked for Magnus's experience, what maybe could be avoided if you're doing this yourself, and where other brands are missing the mark. Magnus, welcome. Thank you very much, and uh, thanks for having me here. Well, you are very welcome. I am thrilled to be talking to you today because I love marketing automation, and I love AI and the potential. Can you tell us all about a little how long you've been doing what you do, a little bit about your background, where you were at, what got you to where you're doing what you do today? Sure. Um, I've been in the international software industry for well over two decades, and um, I have mostly uh, worked with international marketing uh, in that area, uh, particularly in the uh, microprocessor chip industry or the semiconductor chip industry. Um, the last decade or so, I have been uh, vice president of sales and marketing. Uh, I built a distributor network covering some 50 countries. Um, and I was the co-owner and co-founder uh, of a uh, software company um, where, I acted, where I acted as the vice president uh, of sales and marketing for almost a decade. So I have been in the software industry for my entire life, but uh, spent most of that time in uh, marketing. So I have one leg in marketing or internet marketing and the other leg in software technologies. And I think marketing technology is the perfect combination of the two. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. How did you get involved in marketing automation? Do you think that most businesses are actually using it today or is it something that they need to start using and why? So to start uh, with the first question, um, I was in a fairly small high-tech company and we had a global customer base and we just couldn't fly around to every business meeting in every country in different continents. So marketing automation and internet marketing became a very cost-effective way of reaching an international audience uh, for a reasonably small company, um, and with the software background, that was a really good fit as well. Uh, to answer the second question, I think that there are uh, quite a bit of companies now starting to use marketing automation. Uh, I believe uh, the US is probably a little bit ahead uh, compared to most European countries. 
um, but there are still a lot of potential uh, potential here that uh, that is not leveraged uh, to its full potential. Um, I believe that most uh, companies actually should use marketing automation at least to some level, because currently uh, most internet marketeers and agencies are focusing on designing really pretty websites and trying to get traffic to them, but mm-hmm. there is uh, far too little effort into uh, you know trying to convert that traffic into leads and paying customers. And that is what we can do with marketing automation. So leads generation and uh, automated leads nurturing, basically. So like our agency uses HubSpot, right? And so they incorporate a lot of options for uh, marketing automation, where they let you build in calls to action on different landing pages. Uh, They make things super turnkey on that. They allow you to set up email um, systems that will automatically ping something once they sign, once someone wants to sign up to um, read your newsletter, download your video, whatever it might be. Is this what you mean by marketing automation or what specifically do you mean? Uh, it can be, but if it is only a uh, registration form that delivers a lead magnet uh, in a landing page, then I would say that is probably more just email marketing. Okay. So to be uh, more proper marketing automation, I think you need to add a little bit more logic. So for example, you can promote a webinar and then you have an integration between the marketing automation system and the webinar platform. Uh, you can use the marketing automation system to send uh, reminders one day and one hour before the webinar starts. And then <clears throat> thanks to the integration, the marketing automation system will actually know who uh, attended to the web- webinar. Mm-hmm. And then you can send uh, different nurturing uh, email sequences to the attendees versus uh, to the no-shows, for example. Um, and then you can uh, build more advanced uh, workflows with uh, flowchart logic that forms um, independent or autonomous uh, decision logic that can nurture and uh, adjust the outreach to different leads uh, dependent on what we do or don't do. Okay. And if we used another example besides a webinar, so if we have, you know, different listeners today who say, oh, for my business, I would never conduct a webinar. That's not something that we do. How else could a business, a brand, an agency actually incorporate marketing automation? So it depends on what type of company you are. But if you are, for example, a smaller company or in a services business where you try to book consultation calls, for example, then you can drive traffic to a lead magnet where you harvest the leads in return for uh, the free lead magnet. Uh, But then the nurturing emails could contain a call to action button, for example, uh, on the lines of uh, click here to to book a consultation call. And then thanks to uh, some integration with an online calendar, then the, uh, the prospect or the lead can actually uh, themselves book a suitable time for the call. And then you can keep nurturing uh, that lead with uh, emails that deliver, for example, uh, tutor- video tutorials or other types of, of trust-building content over time. So if you are a more, more on the lines of, of uh, for example, a law firm, you could do something like that. Uh, if you're uh, more an e-commerce type of business, then you would integrate the marketing automation system with the e-commerce platform. And you could use, for example, uh, RFM analysis, uh, recency, frequency, and monetary value analysis to work out who are your best customers, which customers are about to defect, um, and which are your med- medium uh, medium uh, grade customers. And then you can uh, automate the outreach to provide uh, premium uh, premium um, treatment to your most valuable customers and you can initiate some campaigns to try to rescue 
customers at risk of defecting, for example. So I would say that uh, what you want to do with a marketing automation system depends very much on what type of business you are. Okay. And is this something typically that companies go in and approach and with a DIY attitude or do they hire someone on to consult, help them out with this or an agency or some sort? I think that you will probably see both. Um, some companies have their own internal teams doing this. Some companies uh, just purchase the service from an agency and some companies try to cobble something together and, uh, they may or may not succeed very well in doing that. I think there is uh, probably a problem in that people think that you just buy a system and then you're all sorted. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to know what to do with the system as well. And, and most marketing automation systems are empty boxes when you buy them. They don't really do anything out of the box. You need to fill, fill them with flowchart logic, uh, marketing assets like landing pages or thank you pages or, or email designs. Um, and you need to create um, sales funnels uh, or, or automating your sales and marketing processes on, on a higher level uh, before you actually look into the details and nuts and bolts of, of the mechanics of, of how to use the system. So I think uh, what is missing largely is an understanding how, on how to put the pieces together into a machinery uh, that works um, 24 by 7 and, and do whatever you want it to do. Usually also you cannot just buy one marketing automation system. You probably want to uh, add a few small specialized systems around it, like webinar platforms, video marketing platforms, um, support system integration, for example, to make uh, a coherent system that do a little bit more uh, than the marketing automation system in the center can do by itself. And it sounds so technical, right? Uh, but really with a lot of the things that you just said, what makes a marketing automation system actually work is content and writing and all that creativity that the company actually has. Yes. So I would say that content marketing is good on its own, but much better with uh, combined with marketing automation. On the other hand, uh, marketing automation can do nothing without content. Um, so marketing automation systems really are just software robots that can deliver the right content to the right person at the right time in a very smart way. Um, some people think that you can misuse or should misuse a marketing automation system to become very spammy and send a lot of emails to everyone because it's so easy. But uh, in my opinion, uh, the marketing automation system should be used uh, quite the opposite, uh, actually to send less emails and uh, try to be more targeted and send the right thing to the right person at the right time uh, to be appear, to appear more relevant and less spammy. But you're correct. Uh, you need a lot of content to be successful with your marketing automation. And uh, I think we can say that the uh, marketing automation system is the engine and it runs on the, on the content, which is the petrol. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And how does artificial intelligence play into marketing automation? Um, in many different ways. Um, I wrote uh, a book about marketing with artificial intelligence uh, last year. And uh, in the research for that book, I, I identified probably one or 200 different ways you can use AI in marketing mm -hmm. um, from very basic, simple things that can be done in a much better way to fairly advanced enterprise grade stuff. Um, but I think the uh, introduction of AI technologies like machine learning or predictive analytics is the natural next step for marketing automation. And in my 
opinion, uh, pretty much every uh, marketing automation system uh, of relevant size will have AI technologies built in uh, this year if they don't already have it. And this goes beyond having an automated chat box that responds to you. So can... Yeah, uh, so many people think that uh, the chat chatbot is uh, the same thing as uh, marketing with AI, but actually chatbots is a very, very tiny little corner of, of what AI can do in marketing. So just taking a couple of examples that are quite easy to understand. Uh, if you have some kind of uh, email marketing software, like a marketing automation system or even MailChimp or, or something like that, um, typically now you send all the 100,000 emails in one go to your 100,000 recipients. But with uh, machine learning or AI technologies, the email software can learn at what time each individual recipient most likely want the email uh, to improve the open rate. So you don't send 100,000 emails at the same time, but rather you send uh, the emails at 100,000 different times instead to optimize the open rate uh, and adapt it for each individual recipient on the email list. You can also use AI to, uh, to optimize the cadence, uh, how often do different people on the email list accept receiving emails. Um, and then there are many other usages as well. Uh, in e-commerce, for example, it's quite popular to use AI in product recommendation engines or uh, product search engines, for example, or churn prediction or customer lifetime value calculations or estimations. A lot. Yeah, uh, I think there's surely one or 200 different areas where you easily can use AI in marketing uh, to make really good benefit out of it. But I think that most people think AI and marketing is very advanced. You need to be an enterprise company with your own data science department and you need to develop your own algorithms and software solutions. But this is uh, not the case in, uh, for most people. Uh, rather, you will just buy some standard software, uh, like a marketing automation system or an e-commerce platform. And uh, the supplier of that system will have uh, AI or machine learning built into the software. Mm -hmm. And you will, um, may maybe you will not even be aware of it. It will just work uh, behind the scenes or under the bonnet. So, for example, if you use the uh, email marketing software that have adaptive send times using machine learning, uh, perhaps there's just a checkbox uh, where you can select whether or not you want personalized uh, send times for the mail shot or not. And you know, whoever uses that and checks that checkbox is not aware uh, there is AI technologies under the hood and uh, certainly not how the algorithms work and they don't need to either. It would be really easy to use for most people. Well, it sounds, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people think about AI and think that it's just so advanced for their company that there's no way that they could even consider doing it. But really what both AI and marketing automation are allowing are even the small company to be able to appear a lot bigger and be able to um, have less workers and do more things overall as far as their marketing and outreach. Yes. And most uh, CRM systems uh, today uh, actually have uh, something called lead scoring. So in the past, you would design a simple mathematical algorithm yourself that created a score for each person in the CRM database and uh, basically guess how close that person was to purchase from you. And uh, that score was calculated from online engagement, such as the number of page views or whatever PDF you downloaded or how many emails you opened or something like that. And every activity added to the score. But now we can use uh, machine learning or predictive analytics to 
automatically calculate this lead score uh, in the range of zero to 100% for each person in the database. And basically what, uh, what such an algorithm does is that it looks at the behavior of our actual existing paying customers before they became customers. And then they compare the similarity uh, of that behavior to the behavior of a new lead. And depending on how similar the behavior of a new lead is to the actual paying customers we have before they became customers, then we get a percentage score in zero to 100% that rates that le the, the new lead and gives us you know, a figure on how likely it is that that person will become a customer in the, in the short run. So we will see AI integrated in, in all sorts of standard software and uh, the user of that technology will not even be aware there are AI technologies built in to, to, to create that functionality, I think. That makes me want to make sure our team is actually doing more updates whenever we actually get a client who becomes a, well, a, a potential client who becomes an actual customer so that it can learn. Because that would be lovely if it would help us with that. Yeah, so what I usually do uh, if I have a marketing automation system with lead scoring, <clears throat> I normally create a few uh, flowchart uh, logic uh, charts. So, for example, if some lead uh, reaches the threshold of being 25% sales ready uh, in the lead score, then we send off a sequence of a few uh, emails with a soft sales message, perhaps uh, driving traffic to uh, some video tutorial or maybe a webinar. Uh, whenever that person do more things in the coming weeks and months, uh, eventually they may they may reach 50% uh, lead score. And then we can send them a sequence of, of emails with a harder sales message, perhaps uh, driving traffic to the web shop or uh, driving traffic to an online booking calendar to speak to some sales guy. Whenever that person do even more things on, on, on the internet and they reach perhaps the lead score of 75%, then I don't send them anything, but rather uh, contact the sales rep and have a sales rep actually make a physical phone call uh, because that person or that lead is now very hot since they are you know, 75% close to purchasing. And that can be done either by sending an automated email, not to the lead, but to the sales rep, uh, or actually have the marketing automation system just create a to-do item in the, in the uh, scheduling calendar of, of the CRM system mm -hmm. if there is such an integration. So you can do a lot of things also with sleeve score, um, which can be quite interesting. Well, it certainly sounds like any company who does sales, which is pretty much every company out there, is massively missing out if they don't have some software like this helping them. Yes, I think you can use a marketing automation system um, much more than, than most companies actually use them. And uh, to be clear here, marketing automation is not just to get new leads and new customers. It is also a, an excellent way of uh, nurturing the relationship with uh, your sales rep or distributors or existing customers for upselling or cross-selling or maintaining relationships with, uh, with media or journalists or, you know, other stakeholders or influencers. So I think we uh, underutilize uh, the usage of, of marketing automation systems because we forget that we can use uh, marketing automation for other things and not just getting new leads and nurture them to purchase. Well, even internally for educating your own employees, putting together training yes. protocols, all of that absolutely. can be done as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure HR would be very happy to have a marketing automation so that they can actually get things signed off and turned in and updated. And that makes yeah. it much easier too. Yes. So uh, in my previous company, I had uh, distributors in 50 countries 
So uh, whenever uh, a lead uh, registered in, in a form on our website, we had to enter their first name, their email address, and their country. And because I had the country information of every new lead, uh, I created marketing automation logic that could forward a lead's notification email to the relevant distributor. So say so a lead uh, came to the website to download a PDF and they entered they came from France. Then I created uh, flowchart logic that sends, uh, sent, sent an email to the distributor in France telling him that this new lead uh, with his name and his email address uh, who did this thing um, belongs to your territory and please call him you know, in a few days and follow up. And then you can actually create logic whereby the distributor have to claim the lead by clicking on a, on a call to action button somewhere. Um, and then you can have uh, marketing automation logic that require, require a distributor to submit information after the call with the customer to feed in uh, to the CRM database uh, more segmentation information. And therefore, you can also manage and make sure that the distributors do what they are supposed to do. Yeah, I have a feeling that any listeners who have not dug in to a marketing automation software and actually seen the type of material and information that's available about that lead who's interacting with you would be shocked and surprised. I mean, from the IP address to the timing to habits to the content, how long they're looking at content, what they're doing with it. I mean, it's it's kind of like you're in their room sitting next to them and, and Peering yeah. in on what they're doing. So, uh, I, I just launched uh, an online uh, course on uh, marketing automation, and uh, a couple of, of of the lectures in that online course touches upon how we can track leads. And so, for example, we obviously track every page view, uh, every new website session, uh, every click on call to action buttons, and so forth, uh, including obviously all the forum registrations and email opens and things like that. But marketing automation systems can actually uh, detect the IP address of, of whoever comes to the website. And it is actually technically possible to look up from which country and city and zip code and even GPS coordinate in some cases yeah. that person is browsing from. So there are systems that can plot on, on a map, a graphical map, uh, where the email recipients are located when they open the email or uh, there are systems that, where, where you can segment the leads and say, I want to send this mail shot to every lead in the database that are within 40 miles radius from Cambridge in England, for example. And then the mail shot will be sent to those people based on their G GPS coordinate, basically. And uh, so that is geo-tracking or uh, geo-fencing. Uh, you can also track how people watch uh, videos on your website. So you put a video clip uh, onto your website and with the right uh, marketing platform, we can detect uh, not if um, someone have watched the video, but also how long time uh, they watched did someone uh, watch that movie more than uh, 20 seconds if so we send a sequence of seven emails to that person whoever watched less than 20 seconds receive free other emails with some other content uh, and, and whoever watched that video more than two times uh, you know we, we ask the uh, sales guy to contact him that's awesome. That's like genius to be able to do because otherwise you're just putting it out there and you have no idea and you're hoping that they will come, but sometimes they need a little assistance. Yeah, but uh, I think people would be shocked to know how, how much uh, information we have on their behavior. Um, and uh, one quite cool thing you can do is that you can actually uh, put a registration form inside a video. So you put a video on your website, someone comes to your website, uh, click the play button, watches the uh, 15 or 20 seconds and then the video pauses and shows a registration form um, in the video frame 
So the, the, the viewer cannot continue watching the video unless they first uh, unlock the rest of the video by submitting their contact information in the form. So uh, that is uh, another way of using uh, videos as, uh, as lead generators, actually. That's great because right now, like with our agency, we have landing pages. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the payment in order to see the awesome, cool content that we're creating is mm -hmm. that email address, right? But mm -hmm. the landing page, you can often lose people before they have the intent to want to watch a video, but then mm -hmm. instantly before they even start seeing the video and, and qualifying, whether it's quality content or not, mm -hmm. uh, they go away. I mean, you end up losing a lot of people in landing pages. So with the video embedding, with the registration, at least you kind of capture their you know, interest and you've gotten them hooked a little bit before you say, okay, pay up now. I need your email. Yes. And uh, if you have a right uh, technology platform, for example, the Vistia video marketing platform integrated with HubSpot, uh, so the marketing automation system, then from within the uh, marketing automation system, you can actually see heat maps on exactly how each individual uh, lead have uh, viewed any video. So if you have sales guys that work in the CRM system, uh, the sales guy can actually go into the contact, watch uh, the digital footprint and see the heat maps on how uh, that specific person have watched certain videos uh, before they actually call that person. So they may know much more about this person and even their video behaviors are, are known in the form of graphical heat maps even. So it's, it's pretty advanced, I would say. It's fantastic. I mean, even heat maps can show you just on your website where people are going and reading and clicking and looking and spending mm. more time staring at. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone has not started incorporating marketing automation into their business, what's the first steps? What do they need to sit down and do and get ready for before they actually start doing? So I think it would be a mistake to just buy a system, uh, probably watch the free videos that comes with the system uh, that teaches you how to use the system. I think you should try to step up one level and uh, get the helicopter view of things or the you know, uh, thousand mile view uh, and understand what kind of sales and marketing processes do you have or which processes do you want to have in the company and how would you then automate that? So you would actually map out um, the, the desired customer journey, uh, perhaps on a whiteboard or, or with a pen and pencil to, to, to create a, a flowchart of how you would like to uh, lead uh, the leads, so to say, or handhold the leads towards the purchase, which uh, uh, touch points would you like to have, which emails to, to be sent at different uh, places in the customer journey, uh, what should those emails promote? Should we promote some educational video, some a webinar or just promote link to educational blog posts, for example. And then you can have branching logic or if-then-else logic in those flow charts that says that, for example, if someone <coughs> enrolled in a, in, a, in a webinar, then dependent on if they actually came and attended or if they didn't attend to the webinar, then you can branch off and do different things onwards for that person or if you send them an email and dependent on if they actually open it or not then you can send different emails uh, onwards depending on if they open the first email so you need to sketch out the kind of process flow or the sales funnel you want uh, and there's no point really in, in creating the uh, technically details uh, inside any particular system before you have that uh, well, uh, well understood yeah. So you really need to build out the framework and show if this happens, then that happens. If that happens, then this happens. And literally 
draw it out so that you can see all of the different avenues to get into that final. Yes. So, so basically you need to sketch out the uh, sales funnels you want, and you probably want several in parallel, um, dependent on different activities on the website, uh, different follow-up logic would happen. Um, but you should also not um, uh, make the mistake to think that buying the marketing automation system is enough. You really need to make sure you have enough content as well. So you may need to create a lot of blog posts or lead magnets, so downloadable PDFs like white papers and stuff like that, perhaps videos or, or webinars. And uh, if you don't have a content to go with that logic, then, then you still can't really build it out. Okay. And really what marketing automation is, is when people listening hear the words um, sales funnel, lead funnel, any sort of funnel, what it is, is it's, it's grabbing people at that top of that funnel based not magically on them just being there, but because they were attracted to be there in the first place because of some sort of content, some sort of um, reason why they have an engagement with your company, even if it's just that they have an email address. Uh, and then that automation is leading them through that whole funnel in order to pull them down into becoming a higher likely customer or a better client that you have. Yes. And I think we can, uh, you know, take the helicopter view again and say that I would say 99% of this uh, industry or the internet marketing industry focus on making pretty websites or driving traffic to them using search engine optimization or paid ads, Facebook ads, for example. Um, but there's no point in getting the traffic to the website if you don't uh, convert that anonymous website visitors to known leads uh, that we can nurture and follow up with. So marketing automation basically is about taking care of the traffic we get to the website. Everyone else is worrying about how to get traffic to the website. But we don't worry about creating business result. But marketing automation is about uh, taking care of that traffic and turning it into business results. Okay, that paints an excellent picture. Um, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making when they are incorporating marketing automation? I think the number one uh, largest mistake probably is uh, to misunderstand or, or uh, underestimate the need for uh, content. So for example, instead of having one weekly newsletter email, you may want to send 10, 10 parallel newsletter emails because you collect more information about the leads, you can segment them better and then you can send different uh, nurturing emails to different groups of people or different uh, types of customers or, or people in the, in the uh, database. So um, instead of sending the same stuff to everyone, which is not really interesting to, to anyone, uh, you can send you know, several parallel newsletter emails that are much better targeted for specific groups of, of people in your database and that multiplies the need for email copy, for example. Okay. Any other mistakes that you see? Uh, yeah, I think a mistake is to buy a very advanced system and then put someone who is not at all interested in, in uh, software to, to um, work with the system. Uh, I think most marketeers really don't like to play with flowcharts and integration with external IT systems and stuff. And you really need to have some kind of interest in developing flowchart logic or, or software logic and, uh, you know, integrating with other systems and build larger concepts uh, out from that. And uh, if you're a copywriter or you know, buying uh, Facebook's ads, for example, in your current business, then it is not very likely that you, you really love 
basically doing software development, even though it is on a very high abstraction level. So you really either need to be this dual split personality person who loves being creative and loves being technical, right? Or you probably need to have someone on your team who is that creative force, who is that content creator, who can write great copy, who can create wonderful videos or see, help have someone that they work with do that. And then on the flip side, have that person who is more techie, more software, work in tandem with them to be a team on something like this. So I think that most marketeers would be able to, to use the systems, but I'm not sure they would love exploring all the capabilities and leverage uh, their maximum potential. Um, but we need to understand that a marketing automation system basically is a software development tool, even though on a very, very high abstraction level. So they are designed to be used by marketeers. But it, it really is about creating software logic uh, by designing flowcharts, uh, flowchart logic using drag and drop uh, interfaces, for example, and to, to have the understanding of how different bits and pieces can work together if you combine them in different ways. And that pretty much is software development, even though it is on a very high abstraction level. Right. Okay. And so when you, I mean, Magnus, you consult with companies all over the world. You know, everyone listening, he's based in Sweden. He's sitting here. Um, if you're watching and if you could see what I'm seeing, he's in a very nice office setting where I'm assuming he works, you work remotely most of the time with your clients. Yes. Well, I, I do physical meetings and stuff as well, but uh, most of my international clients are largely uh, remotely. Yeah. So when you're hired on by a client, what is, what are you looking for uh, typically? If they already have an automation system in place, are you going in and seeing what they're doing incorrectly and where you could fix it? Or are there certain typical things that you just know as a go-to you're probably going to see in most cases? Uh, what's your experience when companies are bringing you in on what you get to see that they might not realize that they're always experiencing? I think it's quite common to to come into a company where they have bought a fairly expensive marketing automation system six or 12 months ago, and uh, they still haven't uh, started to use it mm -hmm. because they didn't figure out or no one at the company uh, was interested in doing that work. So, so they bought an expensive solution that is completely idle and pretty much unused or uh, grossly under uh, underused at least uh, because they don't have the skills or they don't have anyone interested in doing that sort of work. So it's quite often to come into companies that have, you know, really nice software solutions in place that aren't really used. They just bought it and uh, they, they never, you know, deployed it. And so part of your job then is to teach them how it can be better used and to help them find the people within their company who are actually going to use it and put it in place and oversee it. Yeah. Basically build out the, uh, the marketing automation logic they want and implement the sales funnels they need. And then maybe I can, can, you know, be a, uh, a person they can refer to later on for support or, 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 or help. But uh, usually I help them build out the, their initial set of, of marketing automation logic, teach them how to think, and uh, you know, uh, then they can take over or I can manage it, manage it on an on uh, ongoing basis as well. So it's a little bit different from different customers. Large so enterprise customers, for example, tend to have their own departments with people. So 
in, in very large international corporations, I'm usually brought in as a speaker, uh, usually now in, in marketing with artificial intelligence. Uh, smaller to medium-sized companies is more like I, I come in, uh, build out the system for them, teach them how to use it, and then hand, hand it over to them uh, if they want to, or, or I can just keep maintaining it for them as well. So you help make things less painful? Yes, I think so. <laughs> so that's really your title. I'm the one who helps people have less pain in their lives with their marketing automation system. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and basically uh, help grow their business by, by uh, automating their processes such that mm-hmm. they can scale the business without hiring more people. Have you had any case studies or just unbelievable um, stories that you've seen where a brand was able to, or business was able to come in and incorporate marketing automation and it really did change the day for them? Yes, uh, it has happened. And uh, particularly small companies with a very international audience uh, benefit a lot from marketing automation because you can then give kind of a personal outreach uh, to each individual uh, customer or potential customer, even though you can't really afford to fly to to them in different countries. I think also that companies who have a lot to say about the products are a better fit because marketing automation is about nurturing uh, the potential customers over a long period of time, weeks and months. And if you have products where, where it makes no sense to talk about the product for a long time because it's too simple or too cheap product, then it's really hard to do do a lot. But uh, if you have complex products, uh, B2B companies, for example, with complex products where, where you have a lot of things to say or you need to, to um, educate the customer base, then marketing automation is a perfect match, I think. That's awesome. And do you think that this is something that's better to do kind of DIY it or to get someone like you or an agency to help them? I think it depends a little bit on your previous skills. I think it is a very good idea to bring in someone who knows uh, how this works, uh, at least to handhold you while you set the system up and get it started. Uh, and then companies can you know, maintain it onwards if they like. But I have seen quite a lot of examples where someone uh, without the right background cobbled together something and uh, usually it ends up with a failed project uh, where they largely underutilized what the system can do. They didn't get the business growth or the scalability. Uh, they didn't get the benefits. That was the reason for the investment in the system in the first place. So I think it is a good idea to, to get help, at least to, to have the initial setup done. Uh, and then if you like, you can <clears throat> take over and maintain it yourself. People don't know what they don't know, let's say. Well, I think with marketing automation, there's more unknown than known for most of us. Yes. Where is this going? What is the future? Like, what are we going to see? I mean, we know right now you can use it for sales. You can use it for customer nurturing. You can use it for your own team employees with an, as an HR tool or an internal learning tool. You can use it for webinars. You can use it for all these different things. But what's the future? I think the future uh, lies in AI or AI technologies like machine learning and predictive analytics. So we've AI technologies, we can create autonomous marketing systems that can uh, analyze data and make independent decisions. So we can step away from humans uh, actually controlling what is happening and AI uh, robots will uh, make informed decisions on what to do with each lead automatically. Uh, And we will create uh, even more autonomous marketing systems that work independently without 
uh, a lot of, of human intervention and most of the marketing uh, touch points uh, will actually be initiated by AI algorithms rather than human beings. And I think I was reading that, you know, there's mumblings that, you know, content marketing is will kind of go away to the side and not be as much of an emphasis as far as continuing to nurture and it will rely more on AI and um, at a higher level. Is that true? Uh, I think you need content marketing as a means of distributing your trustworthiness or educational content. Uh, but AI can be used in many different areas of content marketing. So there are many AI tools that can help with content strategy, search engine optimization efforts, content curation, uh, even automatic content creation, uh, robot journalism, for example, uh, where we can auto-generate email copy, for example, or email subject lines. Um, there are tools that can auto-generate uh, social media posts now. Um, and content repurposing tools. There are tools that can take one blog post from a competitor and it repurposes it into another blog post that is written in a different way that pretty much says the same thing. And then you can publish that as, as your own. Um, I'm not sure how that works in the copyright law. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, there are so many AI tools. And for example, there's a really nice uh, tool called Market Muse from a company out of Boston. Um, that can analyze a blog post you write uh, and it can then harvest information from other blog posts on the same topic uh, that ranks really well on, on Google and then it can tell you how to rewrite your article to to match those uh, patterns that uh, the top performers on, on Google on that topic have. So you can get uh, AI assistance in how to write your blog posts to hopefully perform much better than they currently do. That's phenomenal. So, and it also even, you know, if you're doing a podcast like this, or if you are wanting to dictate instead of writing, I mean, there's now AI tools that will take whatever you say and put it down in writing for you. Yes, um, I think the technology goes even further. Uh, probably the most surprising use of AI in marketing I found during research for my book on marketing with AI is an AI tool go, called uh, Greek Speech, if I remember correct. Uh, and that is an AI-based tool that analyzes the performance of public speeches. And uh, they find the attributes of good speeches and they can um, give direction to public speakers on how they should improve their own speeches to become better speakers. And uh, that is, uh, to me, is, is quite quite far out, actually. It's, uh, very unexpected, but even in such usages, you will find AI today to improve public speech, speaking performances. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. So we literally are just going to be the speaker box that is being controlled by another intelligence that's telling us how to perform. Yeah. And, and uh, apparently this AI tool can rate uh, or score the uh, performance of individual speeches. So, uh, Perhaps in the future, we, uh, the companies who hire uh, public speakers will use the rating from such AI tools to you know, decide how much they want to pay for different speakers. That, that is fantastic. So do you have any last bits of advice that you want to share about marketing automation and AI and what brands and agencies and all those listening should actually be thinking about right now? 
I think it's not so much about what tool you buy. It's more about understanding the pros and cons of different tools and choosing a tool that matches your needs. So there are marketing automation tools on the market for you know ten dollars a month and upwards, and you know some of them are quite quite powerful for that money. Um, usually, we price uh, for marketing automation systems scale with the amount of contacts in the database. So even uh, even uh, quite advanced marketing automation systems can be fairly cheap if you don't have too many contacts in the database. Um, but you need to understand that there will be a lot of content production uh, related to introducing marketing automation. Right. A lot of writing or a lot of videos or a lot of infographics yeah. or yeah. any of that. Email, email copy, yeah. blog posts, for example. Yeah. Well, for all of our listeners, you know, Magnus has put together, and I took a look at it, a very detailed online class so that you can learn how to use marketing automation for yourself. Can you, Magnus, share a little bit more about that, where people can find it? Yes. So uh, my online course uh, is called Marketing Automation Made Easy. And uh, it's an online course uh, that you can consume at your own pace. And you will find it if you go to my uh, website, yonemeyer.com, under courses in the uh, top menu. Awesome. And in our show notes, we will have all that spelling for everyone as well so that they can be directed there. Not a problem. And then um, anything else you want to share with us today? Yeah, so I have um, a PDF file that uh, that can be downloaded. It's called the Marketing Automation Success Formula, and it provides uh, the five or six most important pieces of advice uh, you should be aware of when, when starting a marketing automation uh, project. So this uh, Marketing Automation Success Formula can be downloaded on unamire.com forward slash formula. Fantastic. And then that is unemyr.com, correct? Yes. Perfect. And do you want to share an email or anything else for people to reach out to you? So if anyone wants to contact me, uh, they can uh, use my email address, uh, magnus at uh, unemeyer.com. Perfect. Well, Magnus, thank you so much for being on today. I know that I want to go back and rip apart our entire marketing automation system right now and see what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. So you have definitely gotten me moving on that. And we all really appreciate your time. Thanks for inviting me. 